Cynic Empowerment. Last time on Cynic Empowerment. I am the law. Yeah. It's for your own good. Officer. I can do what I want. Bro, dude, you're, you're hiding that sugar, man. Look at your ear. It's going fucking crazy, bro. Pull it. Pull it to what? Kill my young body. Caramel delights. Welcome, everyone. This is Cynic Empowerment. My name is Jimmy Horn. And I'm Tim Carpenter. Welcome, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us today. Ah, well, Jimmy, there are a lot of reasons to be sad. Yeah, we better behave ourselves with this topic. It's, uh, it's difficult being couth in a world that is full of such B-rated nonsense. Yeah, we're not beholden to any of the powers that be. Oh, that was a good one. <laughs> I was like, how many words do I know that contain B? I believe uh, in us. Oh, you did it again. Do you feel betrayed? Ah! <laughs> You're way better at this than I am. I, I like poured over these notes for like days. Oh, uh, I was trying to figure out how many different words contained B so I could make a bunch of shitty jokes at the beginning of this episode. Well, you could have just like referred to the, uh, God damn it, the stupid fucking 4chan episode where they like had all the words that started with B, like, like the V Ven- for Vendetta the B knock knockoff version of it for the B thread. Do you remember that? Yes. Yeah. It was fantastic. They did a great job. We need to get that guy on this. Right. I'm sure that he would be willing to help us out. Most definitely. <laughs> be willing. <laughs> did by accident. Zing. I got him. <laughs> so, um, so what are we talking about, Tim? Well, 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 today we are talking about the infamous, Colony Collapse Disorder, or more particularly and simply, we're talking about bees. Mm -hmm. Yes, they buzz around, they make honey, they pollinate the majority of our crops. But do we really understand the bee? Nope. No, no, I definitely don't. Uh, Apparently, (laughs) this is quite a disastrous phenomenon, one that I was not aware of until you made me aware of it not too long ago. Yep. This... Uh, it's something that has been happening since uh, around 2013, or that's when uh, a lot of the big problems started uh, started cropping up. Is that right? Yeah, I think it depends. Like, I think I uh, reading this subject. All right, I'm just gonna come out and say it. it it's fucking boring, Tim. This subject's yep. fucking boring. This is the boringest fucking subject ever. I get bees are important, but people that think bees are important are the most boring people on the fucking planet. Okay, well, they, I'm okay. sorry, but I have to say it. It's I have to I have to disagree with that to a little bit. They are Just, so uh, boring. The problems that the death of bees cause is so far reaching that it ends up being like <laughs> I can't even help it. Every time I say B now, I just <laughs> I just can't even stop myself. You know, at first like it becomes a joke and and then you're in some kind of like Hellraiser-esque comedy troupe. I I don't know. It just keeps coming back to me. Yeah. Uh I can't be stopped. Oh god damn it. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> 
Yeah, it is a relatively boring topic. Uh, but there's no hot new take on the B development, right? Like I can't, I can't make some cool argument. All I can do is present what I found. That 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 is exactly it. Well, what exactly is colony collapse disorder? No I mean, one knows. <laughs> <laughs> no one knows. I've read lots of things, and that's basically it. Basically, all the smartest people in the world have been staring at this for the past, like, six to ten years. And I've been like, I mean, I can tell you what it is, like, what happens, but what, what causes it. I can't what, tell you that. What, 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 is, what is it? What, how do you define it? Like, how do okay, you know it's happening? How do you, okay, this is how you know it's happening. Basically, yeah. if you're looking at a colony of bees, Yep. And the queen bee is there, and all, like, the baby bees are there, not, like, full-grown worker bees. Like, the worker yep. bees are gone, and you have no idea where they are. Okay. And, uh, that's colony collapse disorder, because that, that colony can't sustain itself with the Where'd baby bees and the queen bees. Yeah, and, and, yeah, because if the bees were around the colony dead, then you could diagnose the situation and say yeah. what was the cause of the collapse of this colony. But since there's the worker bees disappeared... It's a mystery! Woo! To up and leave like an irresponsible father figure. Like, I don't understand why exactly these bees are going places. It doesn't really make any sense because there's apparently there's still food inside of this colony. Yes. There's still youngsters. Like, it's thriving. There's nothing wrong with it. And then all of a sudden the workers are like, eh, fuck this shit. And then they just fly away. They disappear. Never to return it's the weirdest thing it's pretty weird like why why the hell is this happening and why is it happening so much in our time you know this is this is a very this is a very recent modern thing yeah i i didn't i'm gonna i'm gonna own up to the facts i didn't take good notes for this episode like i think i read something somewhere where basically it said like, oh, we have some records from a long time ago where this weird thing similar to this happened. But at the same time, back then, people were less advanced. And they're like, the bees are disappearing. But like, we have no idea why then either. So maybe it's a cyclical thing, but probably not. Science is telling us probably not. Well, the good thing about that is they don't know. We don't know. We know literally as much as the experts do. That's pretty, pretty much pretty cool. It yeah. works both ways, right? feeling. Yeah, I, I'm an expert. <laughs> yeah, I'm an expert by reading the things the experts said. Pretty much. And they were just like, oh, I don't know. Or maybe they just got bored of the subject. <laughs> well, I think there's like uh, four different things that people theorize are the cause of this 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 stuff. Do you know what those four things are, Tim? No, I don't. Tell me about them, oh, Jimmy. Oh, okay. So there's these <laughs> there's these pesticides called neonicotinoids neo neonicotinoids yeah yeah neonicotinoids which is closely related uh, pesticide to nicotine yep. uh, you may have heard people say that nicotine stays away bugs and I guess so does this off branching thing that kind of sounds similar and so neonicotinoids uh, basically got approved in the 90s. And they're widely produced by companies like Bayer and Monsanto. Bayer. And we have researched Bayer in the past. Yeah, they're the fuckers that made the monies off the opium back in the day. Before back World War II. Way back in the day. Yeah, like 1912, like way oh, back. Oh, yeah, before World War I. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a long time ago. So Bayer, as, uh, as prolific and... Uh, 
and smart a company as Bayer is, it's responsible for some pretty terrible shit. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. It's true. When, when you have when you have a show like ours that only talks about horrible shit, if like certain companies keep popping up time and time again, they probably suck. Yeah. Well, I mean, you don't I, want us to talk about the pros you. Pros and cons, right? Like, because Bayer produces some really awesome stuff too, uh, but. You know, they also are featured multiple times on a podcast that is exclusively about sad things. So, <laughs> I, I don't know. Eh, meh, you know, do do the math yourselves. Yeah. You know, take take that to you know, take your little abacus and move the little beads back and forth, right. and your little your little smartphone calculators, and you figure out for yourselves whether or not it's worth it. Yeah, we can't we can't make those decisions for you. We're just presenting the facts, man. Yeah, absolutely. 100%, 100% the facts, and don't you ever doubt it. In fact, if you ever want to take all this information and go write a doctoral thesis about it, yeah. I think that that would be A-OK. Yeah, same. Same Z's. Go for it. I'm just going to like – I'm going to take the complete opposite approach to what we have been doing. Yeah. Instead of offering a disclaimer, I'd be like, you know what? Fuck it. We're experts. Like we know absolutely 100% what we're talking about all the time. So. And yeah. – we have all the confidence in the world that if you take this information, you present it to the world, that they are going to be stunned with your intellect. Pretty much. So tell all your friends, get your parents listening to the pod, right? Yeah. If you have other people that love this sad shit, you need to fucking tell them about it because Tim and I can't afford advertising. <laughs> yeah. Well, not yet anyways, but we're getting to that. <laughs> <laughs> anyways. So neonicotinoids. So yep. they they put them on like the seed. So it's like uh, from the very inception of the plant, they are there, and it's theorized. It's a conspiracy. It's a conspiracy. And so it, it's supposed to keep the plant safe. But no no one of the four things we're going to present to you do scientists believe is the sole cause of colony collapse disorder. What they believe is that if a colony becomes uh food uh i don't know needy and like in like a colony like needs food but then it's also afflicted by like these pesticides and maybe like the combined things can cause a collapse but anyways so neonicotinoids yeah. they think might like fuck up the navigation of like working ants uh another thing that uh, these scientists theorize is bad for the colonies is climate change, you know, the seasons are different, so it can be more unpredictable and possibly more deadly for the uh, poor bees. Uh, I briefly just mentioned uh, food security. Uh, we live in a very monoculture kind of society, and so a lot of the diversity of plants is dying in a lot of different areas. So with only one kind of food to feed on, the food security for these colonies can be bad, and so that could cause colony collapse disorder. And then the fourth thing is uh, there's like these uh, mites. I think they're Maro mites, Varro mites. I can't. The vampire mites. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're, they're like ticks, but for uh, bees. Yeah. You, do you understand? Do you want to explain those mites? Nah, I don't know anything about him, but I know that they're referred to as vampire mites. Okay, so yeah. Got that so, kind of like that B Hollywood kind of uh, kind of appeal where you got like yeah. it's like it's like Dracula, <laughs> but it's in bug form, you know. So you, you kind of hit double phobia mayhem. That sounds like a B-rated movie if I've ever heard one. Yeah, <laughs> Yuck. Good. 
Yeah, that's right. That's exactly what you should think. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. So uh, suffice to say, there are multiple things that could possibly right. be causing this colony collapse disorder. For sure. Uh, and the experts are still posturing as to which could possibly be the reason why <laughs> yeah. all of these workers are just disappearing. Exactly. It doesn't uh, uh, make any sense. So why do they do it? I think they're irresponsible. Responsible. I think that's the reason why. You know, they're not ready for responsibility. Right. They're, they, fucking, they're, they're like these millennial fucking bees, right? They're just like, you know, they're, they're not – they don't know how to work. Yeah, they're worker bees, but they're not ready to work. That's for damn sure. What's wrong with them? Why, why – why, hey, why are they doing this? You know? Uh, beats me. Hey, beats me. God damn it. You got him again. Is that, is that what this is now? Is this going to be beat puns for the next 45 We're minutes? We're trying to see how many beat puns we can make over the course I'm, of this episode. Stick with us, you beautiful, beautiful listeners. <laughs> you guys are great. B E U T four. Yes. Oh, <laughs> uh, fuck. We got, we got in podcast references to outside sources. So, we, it's a little bit of meta theater for you. So these mites, I'm going to talk about them for a little bit because I think they're gross and scary. They're also called, referred to as the Varroa Destructor. Like that's like their nickname. And so what they do is, so let's say you lay your little pupa, right, in your, your beehive where you think it's safe and it's covered in honey. And basically that pupa, when it grows up, it's going to bite, eat through the honey and then emerge as a fully fledged bee. Wait, well, you're telling me that that's, that's how they start their lives? They're just like fully doused in honey? Yeah, bees have it pretty good. Okay, so when I was born, <clears throat> oh God. I was probably fully doused in like mucus and blood, it, uh, yeah. which is not nearly as awesome as being fully doused in honey. Yeah. No, human birth is disgusting, and bee birth is beautiful. Yeah, yeah. what bees they, are awesome. They, they live off of flowers. I, like, what could be more pure than flowers? They live off flowers, and they make a substance that never goes bad, and it's super sweet and awesome. And, and delicious. If it was for, for sugar beets and high-fructose corn syrup, it would still be the primary source of sugar on the planet. It's great. Yeah, it's so great. Yeah, bees are pretty much superior to humans on every basically level and pecking order. Yeah, they work together so well. They do, unless all the workers just fucking leave. <laughs> exactly. But back to the mites. So yep. what happens is when the pupa is put into that you know sweet, delicious honeycomb, the <clears> mites <throat> are already there, like feasting on essentially what is the equivalent of the blood of bees. I can't remember what the blood of bees is called. It's like some hyperdraulic fluid bullshit that they have that isn't blood, but that's what the mites live off of. And so what happens is when that bee emerges, these mites have been reproducing in that honeycomb, and then they spread to other bees, which spread to other bees, which spread to other bees. And so it's just like this horrible cycle. Like once you get them, it's really hard to get rid of them. But it, you, you can't ever stop them. Uh, it's just like incoming waves of these varro mites. Yeah, pretty much. For I, mean, I think you can use pesticides that specifically 
target the Varumites uh, and don't damage the bees. But at the same time, as we've seen with like the neonicotinoid bullshit, like the it, it, there may be negative side effects to the pesticide that kills the Varumites. Uh, that might have some, that might also weaken, you know, the, the immune systems or whatever of the bees. So it's kind of a lose-lose situation. Mm-hmm. So apparently I'm reading a little bit about these, these nasty ass, uh, Acarapus woodeye, honeybee tracheal mites. Yeah. Uh, apparently they're originally from the Isle of Wight. Which is a populous island in England, about two miles off the coast of Hampshire. Class How about that? White people fucking everything up. Fucking white people, man. They did it again. They fucking did it again. They're arachnids. They're arachnids. They're arachnids too. They're they're fucking arachnids like spiders. I don't think these are the veramites. These are something different. Oh, there's a whole another kind of mice is, that are fucking is, shit up. Yeah. Acarapus, they have rape in their name. <laughs> yeah, it's ever a good sign. Of course they're bad, yeah. If you ever meet somebody with rape in their name, just walk in the other direction. But yeah. watch your back, you know? Yeah, for sure. Like, walk yeah. away facing them. Just, like, backpedal yeah. until... Back away. Yeah. Back away from them. <laughs> yeah, it's the Varroa. These Varroa mites. Oh, man. Yeah, there's a lot of little little things fucking up with the bees. It's not cool. Yeah, and it's it's not fair that they're picking on them because honeybees are so awesome. They're important. They're so cool, and they're they're incredibly important. Oh my gosh! Like what the uh, the worth of global crops with honeybee pollination would was estimated at two hundred billion dollars. Yeah, you know, a, a, a little while back, about fifteen years ago, it's, it's a little bit outdated. Probably worth more uh, than that. So it's probably worth more than that at this point. You're right. Totally right. Apparently, uh, one out of every three bites that we eat wouldn't be here if it wasn't for honeybees because of the pollination and stuff like that. Uh, Are you you familiar with uh, almond farms in California and their desperate need for honeybees? Uh, I read a little bit about that. What's, What's going on with them, Jimmy? So basically... Of there's I can't remember exactly how many honeybees in the United States, but there's millions of them, and three quarters of those bees uh, every year are truck shipped from all over the United States to California specifically to try to pollinate and uh, fertilize um, almond groves in California because there are just not enough bees in the Sonoma Valley region in order to pollinate all of the almonds that are out there. And so these uh, beehive farmers are paid top dollar to truck their beehives across the country to help pollinate these trees, which is something that I would never think about to exist and I don't understand how it's effective, but apparently it's like a thing and if these bees weren't here, like the almond industry in the United States would be completely fucked. Wait, what? What? I I don't I don't get it. So like they 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 truck them out there. So yep. I don't necessarily know how you transport a bee, but I assume that they just like catch a bunch and they let them loose in the back of a box truck. Yeah. And then they drive <laughs> box truck. Yeah. To uh, to California. They 
they back up to like an, an almond farm and then yep. they open the hatch. Yep. You know, preferably in like, I don't know, I put like at least like a plastic bag with like the little hole cut out so I could breathe through it. Yep. Uh, so it wouldn't sting <laughs> yeah. my face. Exactly. And then it would fly out and it would just like start pollinating shit because I feel yep. like they would just all be like, this isn't where I live. Like, these guys, like, just, like, fucking stole me and drove me off into some weird land that I don't recognize. Why the hell am I going to go land on these almond trees for it, them? It sounds batshit insane and, like, the plot for some sci-fi fucking movie, but that's yep. exactly what they do. Like, <laughs> they, you know, just put them in these trucks. And these uh, beehives are so profitable and so expensive that sometimes they even get stolen. Like, I think there was, like, some Serbian what? mafia that was going around stealing people's beehives. So it's it's insane. It's a very lucrative, very weird, complex system where basically they just rent out the beehive for I don't know how many weeks, and it just sits there, you know, pollinating their almond trees, and then these Iowa farmers take their bees and go back home. But I feel like these... These guys would probably recognize if Serbian mafia was walking around, you know, like snooping in their well, bees. They go in at nighttime, right? So no one's watching the bees at nighttime. Uh, They're like, they leave their bees there, you know, the the Iowa farmer. Like, I watched a documentary, like, interviewed some people that had their, like, I can't remember how many hundreds of thousands of dollars of stuff this family had stolen from them, but it was a lot. And, you know, they, they, Put put their truck like out in the middle of this farm. Take all the shit, throw it in the back of the truck, and drive off. But, but it's Serbian, okay. It's weird. It's weird, but, dude. It's like, weird. I feel like it's like these guys would, like drive up. They take like a little tour of the the place first. You know, get the get the full scope of the situation. They're asking the farmer like, oh, so if someone wanted to say take. The beehives and put them in the back of a truck. Would this be, say, difficult? And the guy's like, No, it wouldn't be hard at all. We don't chain them down and we don't even watch them at night. And they're like, Oh, oh that's, that's very nice. That's very good to know. And then they just pop in later that night and they just come by with a couple of their buddies and they toss these beehives in the back. They, I bet they're getting stung like nobody's business. Okay. Like, so, not to malign the Serbian people, I, I found the case. It was published by NPR, so you know it's real shit. Okay. And so, I'm just going to read this excerpt here. Nice. Uh, that was the case in the giant heist earlier this year. The alleged thief, Pavel Tervekanov, ah. was a beekeeper from Sacramento who used the stolen bees for pollination and then stashed them on a plot of land in Fresno County. So maybe it wasn't like the Serbian mafia, maybe he's Serbian, maybe he's not. I don't fucking know. It doesn't say here in the article. But some, you know, Eastern European sounding name dude stole some shit. And and he had an accomplice named Vitaly Yuroshenko. So I mean that sounds Ukrainian as fuck, but what do I know? Yeah, real real Eastern European there. Um but nonetheless, yeah. Mafia. There's a whole ring going on where they're taking other people's bees. And they're forcing them to pollinate, yeah, and stuff. Which so they, they, they'll stuff. pay top dollar for it. Top top dollar, my friend. Top dollar for bee rape. Wait, what? They're raping the bees. I mean, I guess kind of, yeah. Because they're forcing them to pollinate stuff. You know, you know how it goes. Ah, oh, jeez, so yeah, terrible. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's it's bad, and that's and this is also you know puts a lot of stress in the bees. So talking about colony collapse disorder, you have these bees getting trucked you know thousands of miles across the country. Like this can't be good for them. No, not at all. Yeah, it, it probably stresses them the fuck out. Exactly. They're like, man, I'm not used to going this far. I need a bathroom break. <laughs> exactly. I, I mean, I'm assuming they would have to like you know stop several times along the way and let the bees out and get some food and then keep going. So it must it's got to be a weird journey and i'm sure you lose some bees along the way uh, i mean i i watched a documentary and i believe some of the farmers you know said they would lose a certain percentage you know during the trek to and from yeah well of course they would like I, there's got to be some kind of loss there yeah it definitely makes sense and a lot of these uh, bee farmers don't want to take the hit uh but uh, one of your options as a bee farmer, you know, you're trying to sell this artisan honey, which is what you have to market it as to get people to buy it. And it's, you know, right. 10, 20 dollars for a jar of honey when you can go down to Walmart and buy honey from China, which is one of the number one honey producers in the world. And it'll be like two, three bucks. It's hard to get people to buy your product. So a lot of these honey farmers are forced to rent out their bees, you know. Put them out as tricks on these almond farms. Oh my gosh, they're bees of the night. They're yeah. they're prancing around on the street and they're scantily clad out, just being like, "Who wants to pollinate? I got you right here." Flapping their wings, floating all over the place, buzzing around, pretending like they're gonna sting you, but they don't because they're bees and people are illogically fearful of them i'll give you the time of your life for five dollars suck your suck your little bug dick and then they and then they sting you and die they just rip all their innards out and it's really sad the little bar just kind of rips all their guts out it's disgusting so why is colony collapse disorder bad why is it bad tim it's not i'm gonna take the devil's advocate Okay, so then, so then I have to say why it's bad, or are you going to tell me why it's not bad? Bees fucking sting the hell out of me, so... They don't. Bees don't. It's usually wasp and stuff. Honeybees aren't aggressive. You're totally right. Honeybees aren't aggressive. Honeybees are so awesome and nice and delicious. Delicious? You've been eating honeybees? I love them so much, and I... I know that colony collapse disorder is the worst thing that could possibly be happening to the human race because it is representative of such a large portion of what we put into our faces. And if bees suddenly just stop being responsible and all the worker bees are like, fuck this shit, I'm going somewhere else, then all the queens and the young people's and all of these nurse bees that are trying to take care of the young peoples ultimately wouldn't be able to thrive, and thus they wouldn't be able to pollinate so many food sources that we are so pleased to enjoy on a That's daily true. basis. And to go along with that, just to paint a picture of like how common and bad a colony collapse disorder was at its height, I think in the last couple of years, I think since we have a better understanding of the causes of uh, what we would have normally deemed colony collapse disorder. Less and less scientists want to call it colony collapse disorder. They want to call it other things because 
we have probable cause, right? With the neonicotinoids and the Varro destructor mite and the, the climate change and food insecurity. But at its height, when before yep. uh, professional scientists and other people of those communities were looking into this, uh, certain uh, bee farmers were losing anywhere between 30 and 90% of their beehives, which is just unsustainable. Yep. Yep. You're not going to have very, very many beehives exactly. at that rate. You know, it's, it's going to continually just like on the decline until you have none left. What What are they trying to call it? Why are they not calling it colony collapse disorder? What's wrong with that? It, it's because I feel like colony collapse disorder is the title for it when they, there's no probable cause, right? When they're, when it's just like, we don't know what to call it or don't know. It, it's that. Like if you go to – I don't know if this is because of the current administration of, or not. But if you go to like the uh, EPA.gov site concerning uh, colony collapse disorder, basically it makes the argument like since we have probable cause of different neonicotinoids, climate change – and the Varomites, it wants to blame those uh, sole actors and be like, this colony collapsed because of this, because of that, instead of just painting the wide brush of colony collapse disorder, since it's kind of vague in its demeanor. So, you, yeah, so it's hard. It's hard to know because different people say different things. Some people say those that is what colony collapse disorder is, while others want to, you know, paint those as sole actors. Hmm. What... What benefit would those individual peoples have to to list colony collapse disorder as being non-existent? Why? What do they have to gain? I guess if you're the EPA, what you have to gain is not having to take any action. It's like, oh, well, I guess I can focus on all these other papers that I have my desk. You know, like this – this yep. one's focusing on smog. This one's focusing on methane. This one's focusing on carbon emissions. And this one over here, colony collapse, I can push that to the side. Because I have a verifiable and plausible doubt. And yeah, and even so, it's maybe indicative of the current administration. I don't fucking know. Yeah. I'm, uh, but the uh, the epa.gov uh, site concerning colony collapses where it wanted definitely seemed like it was edging towards the varro destructor mite as like the sole cause of the uh, collapse yeah. which of all the things on the list it seems like the one that's least in humans control right yeah. like climate change there's lots of different things humans could do right. to respond to that uh, food insecurity with monoculture, there's lots of things we could do to respond to that. Uh, with the neonicotinoids, pesticides, there's lots of things the United States could do with that. And I, I'm not sure. If the, I know that in Europe they banned neonicotinoids. I don't know if the United States did or not. Let's see. We've got regulation right here. Uh, so the U.S. EPA operates on a 15-year registration review cycle for all pesticides. And the EPA granted a conditional registration to uh, Clothiadin in 2003. So if we're talking about the United States, it's good to go for a little bit. Uh, well, uh, so I, I just found a thing here on EPA.gov, and it says, prohibited the use of neonicotinoid pesticides when bees are present. So I guess if you see a bee, you can't spray for neonicotinoids, <laughs> and then... 
when the bees are not there, then you can spray? Like, I don't quite understand what the fuck that means. So you see all these uh, these farmers that are spraying with pesticides with blindfolds on because yeah. they just have to not see the, the bees. And it's fine. You know, you don't have to worry about it. Yeah, it's it's hard to know or understand. So, I mean, it seems like the EPA in the United States has done some things, but the extent of which it's unclear, uh, especially when you see in Europe, there's like these absolutes of like, they are banned! We will not use them until we understand them better. And, so, and there also seems to be like these cases of when the uh, these... Uh, pesticide companies when they do research are like yeah this is super bee friendly and then when there's independent research on the pesticides it's like um this might not be very good for the bees uh so i don't know it's a lot of fucking shit it's not bad Easy. oh my god oh the the eu banned it all right use of neonicotinoids as an insecticide uh april 27th 2018 so there are other countries around the world that are certainly recognizing neonicotinoids as being as dangerous as they obviously are uh, and discontinuing their use. Catch up, United States. Yeah. Get with it. Get with the program. Although, I mean, like, it's kind of like a give and take, right? Like, what, what exactly uh, – what are we going to experience if we decide not to use neonicotinoids as pesticides? I mean, there's uh, other, I, you know, bee-friendly pesticides we could use, right? Are there? I don't know of any. I, I think that pesticides are one of those really difficult markets <laughs> because every, anytime you talk about them, you almost always have these adverse side effects that are markedly terrible. Either bad to humans or bad to wildlife in general. Right. It Well, because they're designed to kill a certain type of wildlife, right? And that certain type of wildlife happens to be some of the most resilient and ridiculously pervasive uh, organisms on Earth. Like insects are the epitome of specializing, you know, what they do to the nth degree. So if you're trying to kill them, chances are you're going to kill a lot of other shit in the process. Just because they're they're so fucking good at surviving, um, yeah, it's not good. You know, maybe we just maybe it's time to bring DDT back. You know, wait, wait, what back? You know, DDT. You know, just fuck the eagles, that sort of thing. Wait, oh, is that what does that kill eagles? Yeah, you know, you know, DDT. You know, you, you know. Is that, I feel like you're just like shouting like gang sling at me. You down with DDT, bro? You down with DDT? I don't know what you're saying, man. You down with DDT? It was, uh, let's see, first synthesized in 1874, discovered by a Swiss chemist, Paul Hermann Mueller, in 1939. DDT was used in the second half of World War II to control malaria and typhus among civilians and troops. Uh, and Mueller was a eventually awarded the Nobel Prize in Physiology and Medicine. Well, if anything we've learned, just because you're given a Nobel Peace Prize doesn't mean you're a fucking piece of shit. Mother yeah, mother. that's right. It, well, it ultimately went on to cause cancer and kill eagles and stuff like that. Specifically eagles. Like, no other birds, just eagles. Well, it, it, it damaged their shell, I believe. 
So it only, oh, I feel like I've heard this, but it, now that I'm like thinking about it critically, why does it only fuck with eagles? Like why not other birds? Well, let's see. The, the oh, because it eats fish. Because it DBT, fucks up fish, right? And it eats the fish. Is well, that how it works? No, no, no. It caused eggshell thinning and population right. declines in multiple North American and European bird of prey species. Bird of prey. So birds that eat fish. So the DDT got to the fish and then the birds ate the fish and then the birds had shitty eggs because of that, right? I think that's how it worked. Now that you bring it up and now I do think I know what this is. Um... Uh, this is the B episode, Tim, not the Eagle episode. <laughs> You're ruining our content. This could be a whole nother episode. It seriously could. DDT is pretty terrible too. But I think it, it goes to show that whenever we humans try to control the environment around us in such a blanketed way, it's going to have these effects that we didn't plan for. And a lot sure. of the times it's going to be negative. Like you, yeah. We don't normally just be like, oh, let's just uh, throw this fucking spaghetti on the wall and hope that uh, it's going to result in good things because usually well, it doesn't. <laughs> that, that's an interesting thing with human beings and science and technological advancement is it's almost like we don't understand the science behind the things that we do, but it's kind of like, you know, a one plus one equals two situation where it's like, we don't really understand why gravity is what it is or how it works. But, you know, we know that if we design our airplanes in just such a way, we can use the wind current in order to propel it in the air. We don't exactly understand all of the aerospace science behind how the airplane works but there's that plane in the air so obviously we understand something right right uh, well uh, I, I, don't, I don't know if the same reasoning stands for pesticides though <laughs> I, mean, it, I mean it does right it's like they go into a lab it's and they like the have peach, a little right? petri dish right and the petri dish has like a fly in it and it has this fucking pesticide poison and it's like hey look the fly died the pesticide works Let's apply it, but they don't, you know, know what all of the ramifications are going to be outside of the fly dying. Right. Like it, it had it, – it's kind of like a, a kid that uh, believes it's a genius, right? Like the, the, the kid is in your average math class, and they're going through the motions. They're not really paying attention. And then once upon a time, they end up getting the correct answer without doing all the work. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, and then the teacher's like, look, uh, I understand that you got the right answer, but I'm going to fail you regardless because you didn't show me how you worked this out completely. And then this kid's like, I fuck you. I know how to do it via different methods. And then they yeah. go to their dumbass parents and they're like, hey, uh, can you uh, can you get on to this teacher? Because I figured out a more effective way to do mathematics than that teacher. Yeah. And the dumb parents are like, oh, yeah, it sounds totally good. So in this particular instance, the parents are a dumb government. The kid what? is Bayer. And <laughs> what? what? OK, <laughs> go on. And uh, and the the teacher, I guess, is I don't know, like. An environmentalist? A reasonable sensibility. I, I don't know. Steve Irwin? It's Steve Irwin. It's Steve fucking Irwin. You're right. <laughs> That's where I was going with this, Jimmy. <laughs> and, <laughs> what the fuck? and he's like, you're not doing the right thing. 
<laughs> You're doing it wrong, You're mate. You're doing it wrong, you... mate. <laughs> You're killing the bees. God, that's the worst Australian that, that was the worst Steve Irwin I've ever heard. God damn it. <laughs> Crikey. Oh, that was even worse. That was just a stereotypical Australian thing, man. He said crikey a lot. That was like his catchphrase. Whether he wanted to say crikey or not, I don't know. Maybe like the camera crew was like, hey, you get fucking back out there and you fucking say crikey. Yeah, they had like a sign behind the camera and whenever they wanted a crikey, they held it up and he's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> crikey. You know, like, I don't want to say it again. But if they oh, don't, yeah. they would like hit him with like a two by four or something. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> now I'm thinking about Steve Burrett and now I'm really sad. Oh, well, I, I saw his son on uh, uh what the fuck that not, not too long ago what uh, that's supposed to make me fucking feel better they yeah, thanks to makes you feel thanks better because him. his son is like fo- he's following his father's footsteps he's yeah, doing he a is. great job yeah it, it's a beautiful thing like he's it just is. as charismatic and he doesn't say crikey nearly as much because they're not threatening to hit him with a two by four <laughs> yeah you know because yeah. it's on like public television this, this is totally off subject, but I think this entire episode has been, so I'm going to bring it up anyways. So, like, every day when I got home from school, I would watch Animal Planet, and uh, Steve Irwin, you know, Crocodile Hunter, was on every day when I got home from school. And so I'd watch that along with Blue's Clues, and it was it was great. It was great. Blue's Clues? How old were you? Wait, maybe I'm combining my, like my ages i'm gonna delete the fact that i said blues clues Boop. on no play it anyway the, the our viewers must know i know i watched blues clues i don't know if i watched blues clues after school but i definitely watched crocodile hunter crocodile hunter beauty yeah. well i mean that is something that you could technically be sad about like steve irwin's death and untimely demise but he was he was he died doing what he loved you know like it's true he's exploring the he'd protect the the bees oh hell yeah he would he would be the bees champion yeah and they would all be king of the bees lead us with a queen of the bees i I don't know it's i said king of the bees i know because it's gendered right but like bees don't have kings they have queens They do have queens. Yeah, they all follow the matriarchy, you know? It makes sense. It, it's true. They all At the same time, like a bee, like a queen bee's life isn't that great. I had a bee researcher, a specialist person, talk about it. So, like, the queen bee, like, her entire life, she's just, like, stuck inside the beehive. She never gets to leave once ever. And it's just, like, pooping out, you know, <laughs> bees... Like, yeah. all day, like, thousands of bees, all day, every day, just generating out bees. Like, that can't be yeah. good for anything. And once she's too old to produce bees and becomes infertile, yeah, basically she gets smothered by all of her daughters. Nice. Until she dies. That sounds- and then there's a new queen bee. That's what's the that's the most beautiful thing about bees. They all what? serve a purpose to such a great degree. Like, their yeah. function... Is way above their form. Like, oh, yeah. fuck them. Like, oh man. Like, they're not aerodynamic. They're not the fastest insects. They're they're not uh, they're not particularly strong. But damn, if they're not communal, like they know how to work together. Yeah, that's oh. true. Like, uh, I was listening to this person talk about it, and I guess their fascination for the bees came from they watched some video. 
where these bees were transported in a box of some sort through the mail. From what I understood, I could be wrong, but I think that's what I understood. And even though these bees, you know, have been trapped in this box for God knows how long, whenever the box was opened and these bees were released, like if humans were released that way, they would go in a frenzy, right? They would like stampede people and kill them and crush them to be the first ones to get out, right? But no, these bees, even though in their time of chaos and turmoil, not knowing where they were at... Whenever that box is opened, they marched out single file one by one. And so I guess that's where the fascination came from. And I guess it makes a lot of sense when you think about of what you're saying of their their form before anything else or function before anything else. Yep. Yeah, they'd be... They knew what they had to do. They just had to march right on out of there and get to work. So, uh, yeah, this is very true. I think it's about that time, Jimmy. We, we need to figure out. With the silver lining about all silver lining, yeah. Uh, the silver lining, the colony collapse disorder. Yeah. So, well, you know what? You know, bitches be bitches. You know, like the, the fucking fucking worker bees that are going off and doing their own thing. You know, fuck them. You know, them them nurse bees. They can they can do it by themselves. You know, but, but they can't. That's why the the colony collapses. Ah, god damn it. They literally can't. It's not programmed in their brain. Yeah, it doesn't work. It, it doesn't work. You're right. Uh, that doesn't work. Scratch it out. It's, that's a failed – that is a failed – That's a fucking silver. failed silver lining. That's going on the wall of shame of silver Damn lining, it. Tim. We haven't had a need to do that yet, but – You know what? It's going on the wall. Over a long enough time span, it eventually will happen. So hope this isn't the first episode you're listening to, and if it is, then I'm sorry. <laughs> Me too. I'm sorry I failed you. I'm Please sorry. give us another chance. <laughs> Silver linings. Uh, it's always the most difficult part of the episode. Uh, for those of you that are listening for the first time, uh, Jimmy and I like to do this thing where we try to find the positive uh, in any yeah. situation that is uh, absolutely and 100% sad. Right. A, a, a cynical fuckfest, if you will. And, mm-hmm. you know, we were trying to find that, that little glimmer of hope that can bring us out of the mire and uh, hopefully, uh, you know, put us back on our feet again. I agree. Yeah. Uh, okay, let me think of here. Okay, so I'm going I'm to help you out. Tag team, you know, we're doing like wrestling here. I'm going to tap ding, you ding. out. Tap. Uh, I'm going to come in. So the silver lining. For colony collapse disorder is because, as with many of the subjects we talk about, you have to have a problem in order to find a solution. So much like the canary in the coal mine, I think bees are the canary in our climate change fucked world coal mine. And that maybe the extreme loss of these insects will pull the heads out of the asses of many environmental change deniers and people of that category to be like, huh, all these fucking bees are dying for no goddamn reason. Maybe something's wrong. Maybe we need to change something of human behavior in order to change the direction everything is going in. 
At the same time, bees are really fucking boring, so no one cares. But I can be hopeful, and that's my silver lining. No, I don't know if I have a silver lining, man. It's like, that's fine. yeah, so so often it seems like our silver linings uh, are anchored in the fact that, you know, we're brought to new lows so that we can discover new heights. Uh, For sure. There's always this um, this problem that humanity has to overcome uh, and recognize that uh, things were much more important than they were prior, that, that we had taken for granted this organism that we are so frivolously wasting because we're using these, you know, these particular pesticides or that we're not protecting them against a certain uh, other organism that's killing the fuck out of them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, the I guess the silver lining here is that we can recognize that uh, these organisms are much more important than they were prior. You know, like we, yeah. we're, we're all part of a bigger world uh, and that these bees are a much a much more substantially operating portion of it than we might have thought prior. Yeah. Here, here. Hmm. Yep. So the next time that you go making a a shitty bee joke, think about the bees. Think of, yeah, think, think about, about those bees. Mm-hmm. Think about they work feel about it. Yeah. They work harder in one day than you work in your entire goddamn life, you fucking lazy schmuck. That's right. It's their it's their fucking like organism title. Like they're they're, they're worker bees, you know? They're worker bees. They do it for a living or something like that. <laughs> yeah. They do it for something. Definitely not for a paycheck. Yeah, not for a paycheck. I don't know why they do it. <laughs> yeah, good point. They're just programmed that way, I guess. Yeah, we, yeah. Us, us ape brains, we gotta have a paycheck and some other reasoning to do our job. They just do it because they have to? I don't know. Like we just have this like little carrot that's constantly dangling down in front of our faces and the bees are like, no, no, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it all the time, every day, no matter what. It doesn't matter unless my colony is going to collapse. And that that's the case. I'm just I was going to die. Yeah. Yeah. Bye bye. There's too bye-bye much now. neonicotinoids here. <laughs> yeah. I'm done. <laughs> the the Varbro Destructor seems to be strong in this hive. Bye bye now. Yeah. I'm not getting my blood sucked. See y'all later. <laughs> yeah. Damn it. Well, on uh, that note, Tim, why are you sad? Why am I sad? Why you sad? Hmm. Why, why Tim sad? Why Tim sad? Why why sad Tim? Tim sad. Tim sad. Oh man, I don't know, dude. All right, well I got one. If you don't got one, well you go for it. I'll be thinking. So while researching this fucking topic, I looked up because it was like the uh, iTunes podcast bullshit app or whatever. And in there, I searched colony collapse disorder and honeybees and stuff like that. And there's only like five or six fucking podcasts that ever decided to talk about the subject because it's so fucking boring. (laughs) But out of those few podcasts that do talk about it, I found this podcast that made me want to like. Do you remember the uh, Dark Knight movie where like they slammed the guy's head onto the table with a pencil? I wanted to do that to myself while listening to it. Nice. It was that fucking boring. <laughs> like it was like this couple that was recording in their kitchen, and like I felt like I was watching Everybody Loves Raymond, but in slow motion. It was that fucking boring. Oh. It was like 
I don't even know. They weren't even fucking talking about bees, which is all I wanted to hear about, which is like boring enough as is, but they're just like, well, you know, my grandma, she every Sunday, she would bake a cake. And so I'm starting to do that. It was like this like older couple just talking about their boring bullshit. And so now I'm baking cakes every Sunday, but we got to make sure to wait until church after Sunday to eat them. So we can't eat the cakes right now. But now Tabitha is here with me in the kitchen. So she's licking the batter off the spoon on the cake. And I'm like, why are you telling me this? Uh Why? This is so fucking boring to listen to. Um, but as even though it was so fucking boring, they were talking about like how they got all these like emails and like phone calls. And I was like, Tim and I don't give any fucking emails and phone calls, and we're way more entertaining than this bullshit. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Why are people listening to this mundane bullshit and being like oh well you that one time y'all talked about your dad went to the hospital yep i want to make sure your dad's okay no one's asked me if my dad's okay i know i'm yelling and i'm angry but god damn it why the fuck are people sending them emails they're so fucking boring yeah i mean it's it's not so much that's the end of my rant you know that was beautiful jimmy like that was well done. Like, I know I'm yelling, and I'm sure my roommates hate me, no. and I apologize to the entire world, but God, what the fuck? You need to get that kind of shit out. You know, you get that shit out because it's well-reasoned. Why in the world would someone who's not putting the effort in reap the fruits of someone else's labor? Like, it doesn't make any yeah. sense. They're just riding the podcast train, right? Yeah. They're not putting in the work. And they're just in there talking about the fucking, they're talking about cakes and shit. And it's sad. Yeah. It, it, it destroyed my soul. Like they'd made like, they would do like three episodes a year. That was it. I was like looking at their podcast history and I was just like, what do you mean you have a response? Why is anyone listening to this? Who listens to this? And then you read a little bit deeper and it's like both of them have like, Parkinson's and like some type of terrible brain cancer that doesn't allow them to talk. So the fact that they're like having a podcast is all is kind of like a modern miracle. Don't care. So everybody's listening to them is like, whoa, like they can still talk. That's beautiful. Like I, I have never been able to hear someone that has a tumor that's the size of, you know, my, my fucking leg sticking out of their head, be able to still talk. It's pretty. Still not impressed. Pretty beautiful, right? Um, man, has my pettiness been able to show you anything that makes you sad, Tim? Oh, I'm happy as fuck compared to that, man. <laughs> well, that's just you know, that's just the that's just the frequency I operate, man. On the uh, scale of uh, frequencies, you know, the more the more lightened you are, the higher frequency you vibrate at. I'm vibrating at the lowest fucking frequency possible. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I'm at. Yep. Like, uh, you know, like a sex toy that has run out of batteries. Like, just right at that frequency. Damn. Uh, so, on that note, if you all are interested in telling you what grinds your fucking gears yep. and makes you sad... Yep. In this petty world we live in of tweets and grams and Snapchats, feel free to email us at cynicempowerment at gmail.com. 
You can also find us on Facebook for some reason, even though Facebook's a horrible social media platform. Uh, at Cynic Empowerment, yeah, you can like us there. You can uh, see whatever we make post. And we will take messages as well. So you can send us a message and we will be more than happy to respond to it. You may be included on a listener response episode uh, with your grievances or the subject matter of which makes you sad may become the subject matter of one of our future episodes. Yeah, yeah. that's about it. We'll give you a voice. Like if you want to if you want to air all of your anger and hatred and disgust for this world, all the things that make you sad and cynical and negative, like give it to us. Yeah, we'll, please we'll, do. We'll tell the world about it. it. But if you give us like a suggestion of like if like you say like the thing that makes you sad is like the Jews, we'll probably just make an episode where we make fun of you for an hour, right? So, yeah, take that into account. Like don't be hateful towards somebody, but by the same token like Hey, got loose. You know what he would sure. lose, right? Yeah. Yeah, the worst nope. thing it could be is like, ah, hey, I had a I had a podcast that was all about me and the things that I hate. <laughs> yeah. Yep. It's the worst that could yeah. happen. <laughs> no matter what happens, you will be incorporated one way or another. That's right. So yeah. Let us know what you think. Absolutely. Uh, uh and uh, until then, you know, keep your head up and we will catch you next time. Yeah, be happy, everyone. Beep, 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 beep. Yeah.